0: Hello and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 52. Today we're going to talk about pendulums. I'm going to give you a brief history of um, kind of how they were used in the past and what they are, what they can be made of, and how you can use one in divination. One of the first ways I ever tried divination was with a pendulum. I love crystals, and I kept seeing crystal pendulums on websites and things like that, and I would read about them in some of the witchy books that I was ingesting at the time. Um, So I decided I wanted to try it, and I ordered this rainbow moonstone pendulum, and I was so super excited about it. It came, and it was not, in fact, rainbow moonstone, but peach moonstone, and I was a lot more than bummed because I really, really wanted the rainbow moonstone. Um, but I decided, I decided I'd try it anyway, and it actually really resonated with me. The tool really helped me decipher my intuition versus my human ego voice going on in my head. And it also kind of took the interpreting work out of definition for the most part for me, um, because the possible answers to questions are limited to the function of the pendulum. It's yes, no, maybe, um, or not now. Um, There are so many uses for pendulum divination. This is just going to be a a handful that I'm going to list, but there really is like a shitload. (laughs) So Google like pendulum divination uses, and you're going to come up with so many lists. But anyway, so the first one I wanted to kind of list was Reiki practitioners can use a pendulum over the client's body to find that yoki or block chi or whatever you want to call it, or a a chakra that needs balancing. So um, it can be used in conjunction with their Reiki practice, which I think is really cool. I've never used one uh, during a Reiki session before, but I'm not uh, close to it. I would love to maybe try it sometime. Um, You can also use it like on a map to find lost objects. So think like Charmed when they used to (laughs) use the pendulum on the map to find each other or to find certain things now. It's not going to look like that when you do it, (laughs) so um, keep an open mind uh, about that particular use of it. Using a pendulum mat or board, you can also get answers to questions in the forms of like, yes, no, maybe, now, so if you need to ask a question, so am I supposed to move or will I get married? Those are the things that people ask me a lot, so that's the only reason I say those now. What else? Oh, you can use it over a set of crystals to find which one you need to carry to bring healing. So say you have like a bowl of crystals and you choose one every day to put in your pocket. Uh, You can lay them all out and kind of run a pendulum over the top of them and which one whichever one it seems to you know center on more or pull towards you can feel it in your fingers when you're when you're doing this sort of thing but you can choose a, a crystal that way that would provide you with the most healing for the day you can use it to speak to spirit or spirit guides or the deceased there's seriously a gazillion uses for a pendulum um, and this is kind of one of the reasons I wanted to do this kind of divination first, as far as talking about on the podcast, I wanted to kind of go and talk about all the things that that you listeners have suggested. I had a whole bunch of topic requests when I put that post out on Facebook. And I'm trying to kind of go down the list of them in some sort of organized fashion and get them all out there for you. And this is another listener uh, requested topic. So I will follow up with more divination um, methods but this is just the first one i wanted to talk about because to me it's the easiest one to to pick up and learn right away so pendulums fall in the category of dowsing so what i'm going to do is break break it up into pendulums and then do a whole episode on dowsing so that it kind of keeps them separate because there's dowsing for water you know have you seen the pictures of the dowsing rods there's dowsing for minerals then there's the dowsing that is the pendulum for divination. So that's why I'm going to break them up into different episodes. I do have some, a special guest in mind when talking about dowsing. So I will just keep that in my pocket for now. (laughs) Um, but I think you guys are really going to like it. So one of the earliest known uses for a pendulum was around 2200 BC. So this, Han Dynasty Chinese scientist. I'm gonna pronounce it wrong. Zhang Heng. He was a man, t- mathematician, and astronomer. Jesus, I can't even talk today. Astronomer and geographer, and he used a pendulum to measure seismic activity. So that was the first recorded real use of a pendulum. I realize that's not divination, but he had a device where he hung, you know, a some, something heavy from a string and use that to measure seismic activity. Pendulums showed up again. Um, the best evidence I could find was in 15th century Germany, and they were used for dousing for metals. And then, after shortly after that, it kind of jumps to around 1518, and Martin Luther pops in. <laughs> he was a German professor of theology. He was a monk, a priest, and a big, important figure in the Protestant Reformation movement. So, basically, he was a, um, prominent figure in the Protestant Church, and he kind of was a naysayer as far as as Christianity, as far as the Catholicism went. He started or pushed the Protestant movement, but anyway, (laughs) he is the person in 1518 that denounced dousing as saying it went, went against the first commandment, which is, thou shalt not have Thou shalt have no other gods before me and that's according to the King James Version Bible and you can find that in Exodus chapter 20. So I'm assuming that he felt dowsing was calling on some other god or entity to find the materials that they were using to uh, dowsing for. So from there on Christianity pretty much poo-pooed using the pendulum at all and if you were found to have one you were labeled a witch and were persecuted. Um And in this time period, like in the 15th century, there was all kinds of uses for dowsing outside of divination. They used it to find water and minerals. They were used to find lost things. It was, there's all kinds of uses. So he pops in and says, absolutely not. You must be a witch if you're using it. And these people obviously were not witches. They were just using (laughs) dowsing. So um, that kind of falls in with the witch hunt and all that stuff that happened during this time period and after so it snowballed he wasn't the one that started the witch the witch trials I just want to like put that out there in case somebody's like oh my god it was him no it wasn't he just helped it <laughs> um so some of the earliest mentions in literature of pendulum use for divination comes from Italy and some of the traveling gypsies so to get away from, uh, persecution for being, for using these tools of the devil, devil, as they said, uh, gypsies would wear their pendulums as necklaces. So to, to hide the fact that they were using them, it was just a piece of jewelry. And then it was disguised for the day. And when they needed to use it, um, they could just kind of go in private, take the necklace off and use it for, for divination. I thought it was kind of a, a cool, sneaky way. <laughs> So I want to talk about what a pendulum actually is. I know I didn't go over tons of history of it, but there really wasn't a lot on divination using a pendulum as far as history goes. It was very spotty and there was guesses (laughs) as to whom used it. So I want to just go in and talk about what it is. So basically a pendulum is an object secured at the end of a string or like a metal chain or some sort of material and it's suspended from a stationary position. So this pendulum will swing back and forth or in a circular motion, whatever. And the premise is that you ask it a question and it gives you the answer answer in a motion that you've assigned that meaning to sounded convoluted and i'm sorry (laughs) they can be made of a variety of materials some i have seen um have been made from crystals and wood metals i've seen some really beautiful uh, blown glass ones um i would totally break that so i could never own a glass one Uh, you can really use anything you choose and a necklace is with a pendant is really a great way to carry your divination tool with you I've read some articles saying that a wood one with a thread is the best because other materials absorb energies that can cloud the accuracy of the pendulum. And I personally feel like this is a bunch of bullcrap. But, but to each their own. <laughs> Any object can absorb energy. Anybody you can pick up if you're sensitive enough, if you pick up any object, you can kind of get the essence of what that object has been through or who has held it, what their mood was in. It Everything absorbs energy. My drapes that I'm sitting next to right now, I'm sure have absorbed energy that this house has experienced. So it doesn't matter what, in my opinion, doesn't matter what object, the object, the pendulum part is made out of. As long as it suspends. As long as it can hang it down and it can swing freely. (laughs) God, it sounded weird. I like that my crystal pendulum is a crystal and it's personal to me. I didn't really like it at first because I did not want peach moonstone. (laughs) But I worked with it and kind of spent time with it and I really do like it now. Um, but I think it's whatever you're drawn to and don't let some article or me influence what resonates with you. Always go with what you feel, not some article or podcaster, <laughs> okay? Um, and something important about divination tools in general and, and pendulums. So, you need to spend time with them. You need to for lack of better words, bond with it. <laughs> um, use it, carry it with you, um, meditate with it. And you want to treat it as it is a, it's a revered item. So like you would always, like my, my tarot cards are always in their box or covered up. They're always on like my altar or sacred space. And that's the way I treat my divination tools in general. So my pendulum is also that. It is a sacred tool. So I cleanse it in the full moon when I feel appropriate. It sits in a um, stellinate bowl to keep the vibes nice and clear and clean. Um, When I do any kind of divination, including pendulum work, I'm still going to I don't really cast a circle, but I definitely sit down. I center myself and I ask my spirit guides and spirit to surround me with protection. Um, and I open up my chakras and make sure everything's good there. And then I do my divination. So I definitely have a process no matter what kind of divination divination I'm doing and that's kind of what I'm trying to get out in a really long way is that you should have some kind of process when you do this because it's not just to honor that tool but also you and your subconscious, when you do something over and over um, in a routine or a pattern, it sets that energy up quicker every time. So the first time you set up to meditate, it might have been rough, but if you have, like I have a a, a ritual, so I like, or a habit, so I light a certain kind of incense, I sit in a certain spot, and um, that's kind of my, my subconscious, it's, it's cue to chill out and let's meditate now. It smells that particular incense. I'm in that particular space and then I, and then I meditate. So it's the same with a divination, whether it's tarot or pendulums, I have, if you have a, a practice, a, a, a habit of some sort where you do every time, it's going to get easier and easier to get in that space mentally where you can do divination easily. Okay. I've got really sidetracked there and I'm sorry, <laughs> um, So you're gonna often see people use a like a pendulum mat or a board, and those are for a multitude of different purposes. Some have each chakra symbol on it, and you can let the pendulum choose which chakra to work on, um, which is really great for. I I like I had one. I don't know where I put it, (laughs) but I had one, and I would use that to decide what chakra I wanted to work on, and I would then I would use the the pendulum on my pendulum mat it would pick out the chakra that i needed and then i would go find a meditation on youtube that corresponded to that particular chakra and i would work on it that way as well as self reiki some will have um a look to it that's a lot like a ouija board and it can be used to communicate with souls that have crossed over it some just have a plain yes or a no or a maybe on them and if you google pendulum mats or pendulum boards you're going to find a ton of them to choose from. And they can be made from wood, um, cloth. I have some really nice like velvety ones that I can kind of fold up and, and put in underneath my altar space. There's so many out there. It kind of whatever resonates with you. I've always wanted one of those. I saw some that were made out of like, a, I think it might have been some kind of calcite. But I'm not positive. But they had like chessboards and uh other things like that at the gem show and I did see a like a pendulum mat that was made from, from that crystal and I thought that would be pretty freaking cool. I don't know how much I would use it because I don't use my pendulum as much as I used to but if I had like some fancy schmancy crystal board to use I probably would use it <laughs> just because I like crystals so much. <laughs> so you don't have to use a mat though when you're working with a pendulum. You can use you can totally do it without one. So, one way that I prefer actually is just to hold the pendulum in front of me, like near my heart chakra. So, it's kind of in front and, and kind of at chest level. And I'll often just put my non-dominant hand under the pendulum, but not touching it. So, it's like supporting that energy, but not actually touching the, the pendulum. And you can ask questions this way and rely on the direction of the pendulum swings for the answers. To establish like your answers just establish yes, no, maybe you'll need to ask your pendulum. This is just how I do it. I'm going to tell you a different way in a minute, but this is how I do it. I establish those by asking my pendulum a question that I know the answer to. Like, um, I will ask it, is my name Danae Sweet? And then watch the direction that it swings. Is it back and forth? Is it right to left or front to back? Or maybe it circles to the left or circles to the right so, whatever that is, say that it went front to back. It's, it's moving um, front to back. I'm going to write that down as yes. That's my yes. So, um, adversely, so no would be, for me, it would be side to side. That's no. Maybe, for me, is like a circle. Like, if it circles, that's maybe or I don't know. Um, I'm going to write down all of that stuff. And I realize that you're going to find a lot of different ways to to do this, but just go with your gut. That's just how I do it. So some resources will say that you should predetermine or program your pendulum. So you'd set each answer to a direction or behavior of the pendulum. So one example would be assigning, just saying, okay, pendulum, man, I can't, I'm having a hard time saying pendulum over and over again. It's getting kind of nasally. Sorry. <laughs> so one example will be assigning yes to front to back movement. So you just tell your you're your holding your pendulum and you say, all right, yes, is front to back. And you kind of program it that way. And you record all this so that you don't forget how you programmed your pendulum because that can totally happen. <laughs> but that's just another way that you can do it. So the way it works for me, so I'm holding my pendulum in front of my heart chakra and I ask it a yes or no question, and then I just go with whatever I see. And honestly, I really need to use this thing again because I haven't. And maybe after I get this episode out, I'll get it out and play with it a little bit. I know that uh, my daughter has has one. I think it's made out of yukonite She picked it out when I when I had the store. I had a bunch of pendulums uh, up in the one of the displays and that one she kept looking at and she just really liked the the stone of eucanite and all of a sudden she's like I think I want that one I'm like, okay so she actually uses it I don't know if she uses it anymore but for a while there was a lot of pendulum using (laughs) in her room um the theories about how it works are all over the place um when you do research on how they work it's gonna everything from like supernatural beings to it's a crock of shit so it's wherever you whatever wherever you fall so I'll just tell you about a couple of them so for me I believe a divination tool is an extension of spirit so through the tools I believe that spirit speaks to us so for myself it requires a little less work (laughs) really on my part because the interpretation of it that that it's left out so what I mean by that is like in a reading for someone if I if somebody books a like a psychic medium type reading with me um, I have to pay attention to signs and symbols I have to listen to any audible messages that spirit is sending me and with a pendulum it's yes it's no or it's maybe I really don't it's clearer Um, that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna get messages from spirit because that's totally gonna happen But I do have that yes, no, or maybe that I can lean on a little bit. So it takes a little bit of the work out of it for me, which I I have not used it in forever. And I really think I should get that thing back out. (laughs) So another theory is that it's your ancestors assisting you. Another take on it is that the pendulum itself has an energy all its own and is assisting you in divination. So it has its own... um, I don't want to say consciousness, but kind of, so it's its own thing. um, and that it is actually giving you the, the answers. Then there's a, there's a theory about having small micro movements of our muscles when we hold the pendulum. One side of this is that when we ask the question, our subconscious makes micro movements that are virtually undetectable that move the pendulum the way our subconscious sees fit. The other side of that is that muscle movement, of that muscle movement theory, is that our higher self, that is, that's what's moving the pendulum and moving our muscles to make it go yes, no, or maybe. So, it's kind of whatever you believe. and You can, it could be that you believe your, that your, um, your spirit guides do it, or spirit, or God, or an angel. There was a bunch of theories and I didn't want to have to like spew all those out because I think you should kind of figure out what you believe for you. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> but pendulums are fun. So if you don't have a pendulum, if you have not bought one, I'm sure you can find a necklace or a piece of string and tie something to the end of it. Experiment with it. See what see what feels good. I would really love to hear from you guys and see who uses them, if you like them, if you hate them. I would love to know your opinions on whether they work or if it's all a bunch of hooey. So, definitely share your experiences with us in the Witchy Woman Friends group on Facebook. I would really love to hear from you guys. So, whatever you believe or don't believe, a pendulum is really is a fun and interesting way to perform divination and I highly recommend it as like the the first thing you try. Only because that was my experience and it was really a, a nice, easy way for me to kind of dip my toes into the world of using a divination tool. I will try to find some resources for good quality pendulums and I'll post those in the group as well. Um, if, if I don't do that by like Friday this week somebody remind me that I need to do that because I totally will forget things are getting really busy here I'm actually taking this entire month off for um uh, I'm not doing any of my services this month so no reiki no hypnotherapy I'm not doing any readings or anything this month just because it's kind of It's got busy for some reason, (laughs) so um, I just needed a little breather. So for those of you that had emailed and I haven't gotten back to you about getting a reading done, I will be opening up my books again in February. I'll do some fun things for, for Valentine's Day and stuff, but I just needed the month of January off just to kind of rest, recuperate, and deal with the fun, busy mundane stuff in my life. Uh, an update. Everybody's been asking how everyone here is, how the bullying uh, is going, and how the mess with the sheriff is. So far, everything's been pretty quiet. I mean, yeah, there's been some incidents, but way less than we had before. So I'm just really, really thankful for that. Um, We needed that. My daughter seems to be like a gazillion times happier. And I think my husband and I both uh, are are much more comfortable and much more happy as well. So everything is looking good. Thank you for all of the, the well wishes and the positive prayers and good juju and love and light that everybody has sent. I really, really appreciate it. Ooh, I wanted to see if everybody who who is in the Citrine uh, Patreon tier has received their gifts yet. Let me know if you have gotten it. I would love for everybody to share in the WW Coven when you get your gift. I, I think that's fun to share. I got mine. Um, Rena was really nice and sent me one of the gifts that she sent to everybody. And oh my gosh, it is uh, amazing. It came with this real nice chunky uh, uh, chime candle and holder and uh, a key, a little mini key and instructions on how to do some amazing manifestation. So I will be definitely doing that. And then I just, that key wants to go with me everywhere, I think. So it may end up as part of my jewelry or maybe in my purse. I'm not sure what yet, but it definitely is calling to me that I need to be, I need to have it on me. So after all this manifestation stuff that she, um, has so graciously, um, described, she has like very good instructions on how to do all this stuff. So I'll be doing that. And then I think I'll be wearing it. I'm not, I'm not really sure how yet. (laughs) And Crystal from Earth Mama Creations has got your, your gifts um, sent out as well. So I'm super excited to see what you guys got. Um, so if you have gotten yours, please, please, please share in the WW Coven. I would love to see. And then Shelly Leggett has done her readings, I believe, for everybody in the Amethyst and Citrine groups. If you would like to share uh your experience i would love to know i shelly has given me a reading and it was fabulous so please share your experiences with us um if you want to know more about how to join the patreon group and the ww coven you can go to patreon.com slash witchy woman podcast you can also go to our website witchywomanpodcast.com and click on the sponsors and you can read about each one of our sponsors we've got um Earth Mama Creations, we have holistic healing therapeutics and lavender potions, and all three of those are amazing uh, women in small business. And I really, really think you guys should check them out. Ooh, some stuff I have in the works. So um, I'm trying to get all of those listeners suggested topics kind of lined out and scheduled. I also have some fun guests that I have lined up that I'm super excited. Think. Astrology for one of them, and I am almost finished with the YouTube content that I have for you guys. So be looking for some links to some cool videos. I've even got some with the hubby in there. I'm trying to offer you guys the best content I possibly can so if you have any suggestions on what you'd like to see and hear please email me witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com check me out on social media we've got instagram um, at witchywomanpodcast twitter is danae underscore sweet underscore what else uh, Facebook, duh. <laughs> Go to the Go Witchy Woman Podcast. That's our page. And then the group is Witchy Woman Friends. You'll have to click to join that group because it is closed. In case you're not out of the broom closet, you can post and share in that group and the rest of your friends, as long as they're not in the group already, won't be able to see what you're posting, so it's safe. Um, and again, you can join the WW Coven by being a Patreon sponsor. And I do appreciate each and every one of you that have... Uh, Uh, chosen to sponsor the podcast. Um, I don't know what I would do without you guys. Um, You guys keep it running. You keep (laughs) my website up and I appreciate each and every one of you. So I am going to stop rambling now. I am tired today. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I've tried really hard not to sound tired, but I'm exhausted. Um, So I am going to let you go. And as always, stay witchy. Bye bye.